Good morning. We're continuing our series, A Sermon for the Summer, it's hard to say, <laughs> on sermons I'd rather not preach. Howard got ISIS, I got social media and the gospel, and uh, my kids kind of laugh as I make fun of my texts and, and my uh, ignorance of social media, but I do work with uh, young adults, college and high school, middle school kids, so uh, it's been quite a learning experience. To frame our discussion about social media, I have two scriptures I think are very applicable. The first one is in Paul's letter to the church at Corinth, if we could look at that, chapter 6, to begin in verse 12, that's on page uh, 1214 in your pew Bible there in the ESV. Think about this in light of our social media use, all of our devices, if you will. This is Paul. He says this, all things are lawful for me, but not all things are helpful. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be dominated by anything. I will not be dominated by anything. Continue on Paul's letters to Ephesians, the church in Ephesus. Ephesians chapter 5, again in light of the pervasiveness of social media in our culture and in my own life. That's on page, I think that's 1244. Uh, I'm sorry, I have to wear glasses, aren't I? Um, Ephesians 5, 15 through 20. Listen to Paul's words. Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of time, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Do not get drunk with wine, for that's debauchery. Be filled with the Spirit, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart, giving thanks always and for everything. To God the Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. This is the word of the Lord. Social media, like the great prophet Bob Dylan said, the times they are a-changing. Technology is out of control and so far beyond what you and I can even imagine. It's a different language, folks. I just spent an hour with millennials talking about social media and I just scratched the surface. What is social media? Well, let's just see how much has changed first. Check out this video. It's an old-fashioned telephone. It helps you type messages to other people. So you use it for calling people. It's like the QWERTY board on your iPhone. I think you have to dial the name of the person, then you call them. It's a type... put this in, it would play a song. They were just so humongous. <laughs> yeah, they were really, the discs were really big. I think it's a radio. I think it's like a sound machine or something. Don't then, think then. so. Oh, I know what this is. This is a record player. <laughs> I think. Yeah, a radio, I think. And they are also using the olden days too because we didn't have either have the computer too, yeah. which plays music. It's an olden day telephone. How do you use it? Well, you dial the numbers. I don't know how to do that. 
do you dive on this thing? I don't know. And so, and then I would go like, click. Then I go to five. And go click. Five. This is hard. Four. Um, click. And then I just do like this. Hi, I'm in the middle of an interview. <laughs> Social media. It's changing faster than you and I can imagine. It is so different from when most of us grew up. What is social media? What are we talking about? There's so much. It's a broad topic. Uh, let's look at this definition from, of course, Wikipedia. <laughs> Websites and applications that enable users to create and share content or to participate in social networking. Now, some of us don't even know what that still means in our generations. What can I do? Look at all the things available. The world of uh, social media is almost overwhelming. I can post my face on Facebook. I can blog about my dog. I can text about sex. I can email my travails. I can snap on Snapchat. I can show my fam on Instagram. I can hook up on Tinder. I can do real time on FaceTime. I can let my career begin on LinkedIn. I can see if you're my type on Skype. I can peer at you on Periscope. I can tweet on Twitter, flick on Flickr, rock out on iTunes, get high on Spotify, watch you on YouTube, get pinned on Pinterest, find West on my GPS, mess with you on Messenger, get a room for the wifey and me on Airbnb, get my movie fix on Netflix, get my answers from Wikipedia, get my help on Yelp, and get cured without a degree on WebMD. That's just scratching the surface, folks. That's just the first list of things that are available. What is our call? What is a biblical response to the pervasiveness of social media? Is it good or bad? And that's a trick question. That's like saying fire or a gun or sex. Are they good or bad? Fire destroys, kills, scars, wipes out cities, wipes out homes, wipes out forests. And yet... It was the greatest invention of man, the greatest gift of man. We cook our food, we warm our homes, we light torches. It's brilliant, and we have campfires. It's a good thing and a bad thing. I wrote this before Dallas. A gun, good or bad. Look at the news. People shoot each other. Snipers kill policemen. Policemen kill people in cars. Uh, People destroy. People rob. People kill. People are maimed. Guns can be horribly bad. And yet guns won our freedom as a country. Guns kept crazy dictators and crazy people from taking over our country. Guns have provided meat and clothing and food for centuries. Guns can be recreational. Guns can be protective. Sex. I work with middle school, high school, college kids. Sex outside of marriage destroys, kills, maims, has horrible consequences, changes lives, leads to suicide, cutting. It can be horrible. And yet, it's the great gift of God. The great intimacy for only a husband and wife together in that covenant relationship can enjoy the way God intended as a great gift. It's the same with social media. You can destroy and you can create. It just depends on my heart. So, as I was thinking about this, I'm talking to my young people, talking to my friends. Where do you start on what God is saying to us And I had this thought. Remember the old WWJD, what would Jesus do bracelets? So WWJD, what would Jesus tweet? Or what would Jesus text if you don't know what Twitter is? And I didn't for a long time. What would Jesus say to me as a person? What kind of questions would he ask me 
about my social media use? What would he ask us as a church, as a culture, as a family, as a parent, as a student? What kind of questions might Jesus have for us? What would Jesus tweet? And if you're being a stickler, you can only tweet 140 words, but it's Jesus, so he can do what he wants, right? So if you would pull out that insert and just walk through this with me, let's just ask some hard questions that Jesus might ask us about social media. Rex, it's printed there on your bulletin, and it's also an insert. We're doing this, by the way, at our high school and all of our kids uh, today. So this is something hopefully you can take home and look at further. Number one, the greatest question of all, are you seeking to glorify God through social media? What are my posts about? Are they about me? Are they about the world? Are they about God? Are they glorifying God? That's true of anything. But can people look at my social media use, my texts, my tweets, my emails, and say, they must know Jesus? Who am I glorifying? Selfie, I, iPhone, iPad, me, 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 or Jesus? Number two, this is huge. Does social media lead you to sin? Social media is a morally neutral thing, but it is used for bullying. It is used for sinful relationships, for hookups. It is used for sexual perversion. It is used for worldly ideas, bad influences, pornography, gambling addictions, shopping addictions, tearing other people down. It is a powerfully dangerous thing. Is it causing me to sin? If so, do I have, am I confessing that to someone? Am I accountable? I love the commercial where this middle school guy's walking out and his mom grabs his phone and checks it. Is your phone available to your spouse? Are your passwords available to your spouse? Do you know your kids' passwords? Do you know what they're texting? Do you know what their Facebook is? Are you available? Or as a man, are you willing to put anything up on the screen that's on that phone or on that computer? Does my wife know what I watch? Does my friends in my accountability group? If I don't have those protections, as a man, I'm in trouble. Is it causing you to sin? Get rid of it. Jesus says, tear it out. Number three, does my speech build up or tear down? Keller, George Barna, social experts say that we have become a meaner, colder, harsher culture because of social media. I will say things to you through an email, through a text, through a Facebook post, I would never say to your face. It has removed us. It's made us like a third-person game where I can say what I want. I can dump an email on the pastor. I can send a critical text. I can criticize, and I'm safe behind my little computer. It's made us meaner people. Am I tearing people down? Social media is rampant with gossip, bullying, pessimism, complaining. Do you know what your weakness is? My mother would always say this. Kim, before you say something, is it true? Is it necessary? And will it hurt anybody? Do we go through those filters before we push send? I've learned, I've learned something just working in the church and working with people. To never send my first response. To never first send my impulse back in a, in a conflict situation. To wait, to pray, to screen it. So many times I go to Lisa and say, should I send this? She goes, absolutely not. <laughs> well, I'm worried about this email. Read it out loud. Don't regret what you send. Once you send, it's gone. Are we being Christ-like in our communication? Number four, do people see the light of Christ in you based on what you post? If they look at your Facebook, you're able to challenge and encourage others to believe in Christ. If people to just look at your Facebook post or look at your text or look at your emails, could they say, there goes a lover of Jesus Christ? Or will they say, well, there goes a gun nut? Or there goes a crazy Republican? Or there goes a liberal Democrat? Or there goes a cat lover? Or there goes a football crazy person? Do they see Jesus in what I'm posting? Or do they just see me and my opinion and my eccentricities or whatever? What am I posting? Is Christ in there? 
Thing number five is probably, if you're going to remember anything, this is the question to ask. Ask yourself, your family, your kids, is this my master? Does this thing own me? Am I a slave to the beeping of my phone, my computer, always checking? Like, I always have to check every three seconds. How many times a day do I have to look at this thing? Do I really need to check each notification, each ding, each blip? Do do I have to continually update? Can I just look at it a few times during the day? Can I just check notifications? If I'm having time with the Lord, do I have to have it by me? Can I turn it off? If I'm sitting down with my family, do I really need this right here in front of you? What am I saying to you, Scott, if I put this phone between you and I? This is not more important than you. Do I always have to have it available? Can I shut it off for dinner? Can I shut it off to talk to my wife? Can I shut it off and just listen to God? If I can't, I'm addicted. We make fun or we, we, we challenge alcoholics and, and people that smoke and people that overeat and, and all these other addictions. This is the worst addiction and will do just as much damage. Does it own you? Can you walk away from it? We took kids backpacking and the first thing is we're going up the mountains. There's no cell. Let's have your phone. And they were panicked. They would rather not have food than their phone for six days. And guess what? They came off the trip just glorified, just on fire. (laughs) Does this own you? Does it own our church? Number six, does our use of social media help us redeem the time? You know how black hole is? You can get stuck in a black hole and waste hours. We won't have 20 minutes with Christ, but we'll follow some stupid video about a dog that sounds like he's saying, I love you, for five hours. My kids will wonder why they can't get jobs when they play video games for six or seven hours in the morning and they fall asleep and miss work and they wonder why they can't keep a job. There's a black hole. You follow this post and then this post and then this picture. You follow this picture of this girl and all of a sudden you're into pornography as a man. It's a dangerous black hole. It's a slippery slope. Don't be deceived. It's dangerous. It will master you. I've seen lives destroyed. Number seven. Am I using social media to help renew my mind to God's truth? What kind of stuff am I looking at? Is it growing me in Christ? Is it good and acceptable and perfect? I mean, you can use Facebook and Twitter, you version. Get up in the morning. Man, I put on the Psalms. If I'm getting ready, and just listen to the Psalms. I drive to Lubbock and I listen to Tim Keller. I, I, my wife and I watch these wonderful videos about testimonies. I can, I can tweet C.S. Lewis quotes. I can, I can get Matt Chandler. I can, I can get Billy Graham. There's so much great stuff on there. Let's redeem it. Let's make it something worth listening to, worth watching, worth seeing. Number eight. Do I use social media as a platform to complain? Some turn to social media just to complain. It's like the Eeyore of social media. I, my life's horrible. God doesn't love me. Is it all about self-pity? It's like listening to Eeyore. Am I just going on there complaining about how somebody treated me at a restaurant, how somebody treated me at church, how somebody didn't, the food wasn't great. And, and, and just people look at us and wonder, we're just Debbie Downer. Where's the joy of Christ? Christ says, I keep my life and have it to the fullest. Happiness, J.K. Chesterton said, happiness and joy are the gigantic secret of the Christian. Are my posts reflecting the joy of Jesus? Am I just a whiner? Am I just always negative? The world doesn't need that. Number nine, do I use social media for unprofitable arguments? I love the scripture. A fool takes no pleasure in understanding, only in expressing his opinion. I don't need to know everything. You don't need to know everything I think about every subject. You don't need to know what I had for breakfast, what color my shoes are, and how many movies I watched today. You just... It, you don't need it. It doesn't help you. Do I have to express every opinion? Um, <clears throat> social media arguments about politics, sports, religion. It just can go on and on. It can be a black hole. It just it invites. Uh, yes, we state our beliefs. And yes, we can. But am I, again, am I expressing the words of Christ or just beating people to death with my opinion and putting other people down who don't agree with me? 
as this, as this uh, campaign heats up, it's going to get ugly and negative. Are we going to be light and salt? Or are we going to jump in on the stupid rock throwing? Are we going to be what Jesus would do and not cast the first stone? Number 10, do you value social media interactions more than real life relationships? That's huge right there. Do I value social media more than I do face-to-face relationships? Uh-oh, hang on a second. Somebody's calling me. Just... Hi there. Yeah, sorry, I'm in the middle of something. Yeah. No, it's okay. My Candy Crush score? Oh, fan- thank you. I Praise the Lord. I'm winning. Great, thank you. How does that feel? How dare I be engaging with a person and decide that whoever's calling me or tweeting me is more important than the image of God, a child of God in front of me? As soon as I'm talking to you and I look at my phone, what am I saying to you? This is more important than you are. I can tell when I walk into my house and Lisa and I start having a conversation and she starts sharing her day. If I do this, what have I just said to her? This stupid little tweet, this ESPN update is more important than my wife that I have a covenant relationship with? What's wrong with me? Can I turn it off? Can I put it away? Do I have to have it at dinner? Do I have to always be looking at it? There's even phantom, people have phantom buzzes that they think they're getting phone calls they're not even getting. <laughs> they're so addicted. Face to face. I love, you may not know what a meme is if you ask your granddaughter or your, your high school or middle school, but there's some great memes that are funny. Here's one that I like. It says this, I think. Did you have that? There we go. I'm having people over to stare at their phones later. If you want, you can come by. Anytime during lunch, go to Slotsky's, go somewhere where high school people are having lunch. They're getting a car together, they drive, they sit down, and you look over everyone who's on the phone. They're right in front of you. My son came home for Christmas. I'm in my bedroom with Lisa. I get a text. It's him. He's five feet away in the other room. He's texting me. No, come in here. What is wrong with us? Flesh, would Jesus ever be looking at you, Wilanda, and say, oh, hang on a minute, Thomas has another question. No, he wouldn't do that. He would be totally focused on you, present, eternally with you. Are you with people? Put the device away. Be the love of Christ, presence. Let's go on. Does social media make you a healthier, more productive person? The black hole, it just will suck you. And social media can cause people to have shorter attention spans. Come hang out with me for a little while. Social media can have shorter attention spans. You can lose sleep. You can be depressed. It increases suicide. It increases violence. It, it causes um, a deadness and a callousness to violence. Have you noticed that in our culture? It can suck away your ability to follow the command to love others. Number 12, do you have any relationships through social media that you should cut off? An unhealthy relationship, a hidden relationship, a secret, cut it off. I almost lost my engagement to my wife because I was chatting with an old girlfriend. She said, delete her and tell her to never talk to you again. And my wife is a sweet person. But she did the right thing. Does social media cause you to be content? Again, here's another meme. A meme is a, a funny cartoon. And it says this, and I think it's great. Stop posting about how your life is so great. If your life was so great, you wouldn't be on social media 24-7. <laughs> Don't you kind of get tired of it? Here's, here's this wonderful family, and they're in the Bahamas, and their kids are Valedictorian, and their dog won the Westminster Best in Show, and you're in Tui with a flat tire, and you've got a third grader that flunked out, and, and you know, you're eating a McDonald's hamburger. My life stinks compared to these people. Nobody ever says, yeah, my kids are kind of average. Here I am, 10 pounds heavier. <laughs> oh, I lost my job. Nobody does that. 
So we see this unreal world. In fact, um, John Erdberg calls it FOMO, a disease we have called FOMO. Fear of missing out. We are so afraid that somebody's having a better life than we are. We're so afraid that someone is somewhere doing something. By the way, millennials, crazy. That we're, we just have to constantly update to make sure we're not missing out on life. Jesus is life. <laughs> we're not missing anything. That's not where I get my identity and my security, making sure that I'm connected with everybody and not missing anything. <sighs> Do you use social media to boost your ego? iPhone, iPad, I this, selfie, 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 selfie. Jesus says, I've been crucified with Christ. It's not about me anymore. It's about you. It's about others. Do I really get my identity? Do I really get my confirmation by how many people like my tweet or retweet my post? Is that what my self-assurance is? God, help me. Do I use social media to hide? Do I create some unreal life and some unreal person instead of just saying, this is me, Lord. Take me as you see me. Fifteen hard questions. I dare you to take it home. Talk about it with your family. Talk about it with your spouse. Put it in the refrigerator. Ask the Lord which one of those we, uh, we need to deal with, our church needs to deal with. That's the bad news. Here's some good news. The great news is never before in history have we been able to influence people worldwide by the millions with what we say, what we tweet, what we post, the scriptures, the encouragement, the testimonies. It is a great time to spread the Great Commission and tell people the good news that they need to hear. Are you that person Don't be the other. Be the person that's using it for good and not bad. I love this quote. This is by David Hansen. He says this. Be brave. Be bold. In many ways, the church is blazing new paths with social media. Now is the time to do a new thing. To proclaim God's word in new and exciting ways. Let's take it. Let's redeem it. Let's change the world with it. It's not going to go away. Let's win it over and use it to win others to Jesus. Christ has no online presence but yours. I love this. Christ has no online presence but yours, no blog, no Facebook page but yours. Yours are the tweets through which his love can touch the world. Yours are the updates through which his hope can be revealed. Christ has no online presence but yours, no blog, no Facebook but yours. In closing, isn't my obsession and our culture's obsession with social media just the desire to be known? Just the desire to connect? Just the desire to be a part of something bigger. It just so the, the need and the sin has caused in me. Well, guess what? Jesus doesn't want you to be Facebook friends. He wants your face in front of his face. Jesus doesn't want to just like you. He loves you so much he died for you. Jesus doesn't want to just be your friend. He wants to be your Lord and Master. Jesus doesn't request that you just like him. He requests that he be your Lord and Savior. And he fills all those needs that we're trying to superficially get met through social media. Is it your idol? Is Christ your master and my master? Can we use it for good? You want to connect God loved us so much. He sent his son billions of light years across the universe to become a man to connect face to face with us. You want to be known? Who says that they know what you're thinking before you think it? Who says that they know what you're going to say before you say it? Who says that they knew you before you were born? They saw you in your mother's womb. They named you before the beginning of time. They know every hair on your head. Who knows you and loves you like that? Only Jesus. May he be your master and my master. And all these other toys and tricks just be ways that we tell other people that they can know Jesus. Amen.